0: The 454th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast with the Sports Gambling Best Network is brought to you by Bet365. 365. Bet365 365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbet.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today.
1: Howdy ho, De Welcome to episode four fifty-four of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one goes out to Captain, one of our friends in the Discord. He sent uh, if you're watching on YouTube, MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube, you'll see Gumby has a new hat. You you won't know it's a new hat, but he has a new hat, and it was courtesy of Captain, uh, who creepily knew what hat size head size Gumby was as well. So, <laughs> don't know how he figured that out. He claims he gasped, but I don't know. Um, so this goes out to Captain. We'll talk more about Gumby's Hat very, very shortly. I'm one of your hosts for this year program, Jeff Chalks Fox. only hit one dog last night, so Chalks is still the nickname. I'm taking big swings on dogs, just not hitting very many. So um, It was a night last night. I, I want to <laughs> say it was a bad night, but it, w- it wasn't a horrible night for my picks. It was an exciting night of fights, stuff like that. So we're, we're going to recap UC Vegas 82, aka USC fight night allen versus craig it was mma so uh, some weird things happened um let's bring in the man i was just speaking of daniel gumby i'm gonna ask him this question gumby do you like submissions
0: i do i love submissions uh so it was, a good last night night it was that. all about it yeah yep. i will uh i'll ask you you know you, you said only one dog hit and weird things happened was the weirdest thing that happened the dog that you hit
1: <laughs> uh let me see i can't even remember which dog i hit no that wasn't weird that was only plus 110. That wasn't weird.
0: No, but I mean in the method of him winning. You know, just the uh, fact that he went from he went from being like squished on the mat and being <laughs> being beat up and then suddenly was like just stood up and was like here's a choke.
1: I have faith in Yo Anderson Brito Too. so no. <laughs> it it was not a surprise. I am not surprised by my performance. You um well, let's talk about your hat first. Since I I hinted at it, is that rainbow bacon on your hat? Uh, hat? What is it's that?
0: It's not. It's not rainbow bacon. Those are. I think that's the fat in the bacon. Oh, it actually is
1: bacon. I was joking about bacon. It really is bacon.
0: Yeah. 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 And if you look nice. in the uh, in the bacon, like in the the fat grooves in there, it actually says Iron Pigs, uh, which <laughs> no, is the same team the I was again. wearing. Yeah, it's Iron Pigs again. The same team I was wearing last week. And uh, apparently, Captain is from that area. Uh, I thought I could use a bacon hat, and I could, and it's exactly my size. Seven and three If anybody else is watching,
1: <laughs> Christmas, Christmas is coming, everyone. Seven and three and I, I know where Gumby lives as well. So you can drop it off personally if you like. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, let you know the address. Um, nope, can't do that. <laughs> you know, Gumby was Gumby was flexing in the Discord last night, saying um, if Paul Craig had won, it would have been your greatest gambling night of all time. Paul Craig did not win, so where did his and last he night bad.
0: Run? <laughs> Uh, still yep, really good. Jekasaregi Je, Je, Je uh, wound up being a big one. I know I picked Lucas Alexander on our show, but if you were in the Discord, by the way, be in the Discord because you get gems dropped like this. Uh, I saw the number post on Jekasaregi by Knockout at 11 to 1, and I was like, is, there ain't no way that's an 11 to 1 odds. Uh, so there were some guys in the Discord who had some free bets floating around from various sports books. Uh, and I said, "Yo, you could do a lot worse than Jekysoregi by knockout." So there was a a slew of us on eleven to one Jekysoregi by KO.
1: Nice. You had like a fifty dollars free bet or something you're going to use on it, didn't you?
0: I did indeed, and may have possibly uh, gone a little further than that too. So uh, it was wow. a very very nice night.
1: <laughs> and he and he still showed up to record the show this morning. Amazing. Um, NBA went well for you as well. Did you hit any of your first field goal props that you do every day?
0: Oh, two out of three.
1: <laughs> no way. Uh,
0: yeah. Jalen Brunson and, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, both got their, their first buckets yesterday too. Five to one and three and a half. The one
1: <laughs> you're on a little bit of a slump. So that's good, right? You're back, back winning again.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm still, you guys should go read those articles. There's one up right now for the 19th. Uh, about 30 something units in november so uh not
1: that bad of a slump no that's a, that's almost better than the sheet the vaulted uh she, the vaunted sheet that we hear about in our in our discord so um all right let's talk about uc fighting it alan versus craig aka uc vegas 82 um guess it was a pretty good event overall um a lot of finishes a lot of submissions a lot of rear naked chokes um so let's uh, let's just jump right into it it was in the ufc apex so i don't have any uh attendance or or uh gate or any of that jazz um but in the main event brendan allen was present he was in attendance he took care of paul Craig's submission rear naked choke th- 38 seconds into the third round we were both in on craig um someone got mad uh oh who cares what reddit people But someone got mad that i that i say that that i say that uh that in my preview that alan relies on his grappling and what did alan do last night he relied on his grappling to uh to win a fight that <laughs> this this guy was mad because he he dropped uh he dropped silva and then submitted him which sometimes brendan allen does that but often more often than not uh, he takes a person down and and submits him so paul craig i don't know um it's 2023 almost 2024 i don't think i've said this before but you know your whole plan doing jujitsu off your back probably doesn't work at this level uh, of MMA anymore. Um, maybe that's just my take. Maybe it's a wrong take, but uh, Bren Allen submitted him. Rene Show. Go ahead. Gumby.
0: Yeah. I'm having a really tough time with Paul Craig in that. Like, it, it just seems like, I, I don't know if what we should take out of this fight slash the Andre Mooney's fight. Like, is it, should we take that Andre Mooney's is just like an absolute shell of the fighter. We thought he was, Should we take that Brendan Allen is really, really freaking good? Um, Because I know that's some people's take, right? That Brendan Allen is phenomenal. And clearly he was better than I thought he was, or Paul Craig was worse than I thought he was. But I don't know how good he is or whether or not he was just a bad style matchup for Craig. I I mean, like up front, I thought Craig was going to have a wrestling advantage. I thought Craig could get his hands going um, because Craig against... Andre Muniz looked great. Uh, and I was hoping it was the change to middleweight that made it all look great. I, I mean, I attributed all that. I was wrong. Uh, and I'm t- having a tough time coming to the conclusion of, is it just that Muniz is that bad? And I should not have given Craig that much credit or is Brendan Allen just like such a jump from there. Um, Andre and, and
1: Mooney's. Andre Mooney's so, that. No, Andre Muniz is at home going, What did I do wrong? Why is Gumby uh crapping on me? I didn't even fight last He got wrestled oh, by Paul Craig. There.
0: He got wrestled by Paul Craig.
1: Yeah. Um Brent Allen's good. Brent Allen hasn't beaten anyone who's good yet. That's the thing. He's he's made it to this level by really not beating anyone very good. Like Paul Craig is his best wing. So take take that for for what it is. Um yeah, he, And we he don't, don't even know how good of a win that is. We don't even know how good
0: of a win thats we do not even know how good of a win exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
1: checking the performance rankings I do on my Substack Money Uh right now he's moved up to number 5, but that's because he's finishing people with with pretty good records, but he really has not beat anyone good yet, like I'm saying. So it's hard, I don't want to take away anything from his performances, but has he really been tested? He seems to be looking better every fight, but
0: Yeah, I uh, like, I, he hasn't- I wasn't sure I wasn't sure of what you were saying there about like, he hasn't beat anybody better than Paul Craig. Cause I think mentally I assumed he had, and now I'm looking back at his record and you're right. Like his best win before this might've been Jacob Malkin. Yeah. Jacob Malkin probably, unless you want to count Kevin Holland at middleweight, like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, Like that, that was like his UFC debut, but yeah, may, maybe Kevin Holland, maybe, Jacob Malkin, but you're right, it, it's kind of a weird record. So I again it just leaves me in this weird limbo where I don't know how good either of these two guys are. Uh clearly underestimated Allen and or overestimated Craig uh, in a way that made it look very silly to have picked him, but still can't quite put my finger on it. Can't can't quite tell. Like what would he do against Jared Cannoneer? Do you think he would beat yeah. Jared Cannonier?
1: Mm, no. I don't yeah think I don't so.
0: really either or like Marvin Vittori what chance do you give him against Marvin mm-hmm. Vittori
1: more than Cannoneer obviously but yeah it's still I would probably make him the underdog probably a slight underdog for yeah. the fight
0: and so like any of the guys I'm thinking of in like you know the top five or six I don't think I would put Allen in front of any of them so it's like a It's like a weird circumstance where like undeniably he's on a great run with tons of finishes uh, and he's performing better than we always expect him to, but like our expectations seem not to be changing, which is a, it's a weird position to be in.
1: Yeah. Maybe we're just Brendan Allen haters. Have you ever thought of that? Perhaps we could be secretly.
0: It's very possible. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: know he's. Good fighter, fun fighter. He gets hit too much. That's one of the issues. Uh, it's not an issue last night because it's Paul Craig, but that's an issue that would happen if you fight Jared Cannoneer. Um, you don't want to get yeah. too often, so that would probably be an issue with him. But we'll see who he gets next. Uh, interesting to see. Who would you book him with next?
0: I mean, I think you got to put him with one of those top-tier guys with a winning streak like this. Uh, I just saw I just saw Delizzi got booked for February. I'm trying to remember who they booked him with, so like, he's out of the question. But I think like, yeah, like Marvin Vittori makes sense. Like no nobody's begging to see another Marvin Vittori title shot. So like he's the right guy to like turn away a prospect or let a prospect vault off of him.
1: Yep. That's true. All right. Let's make it happen, people. Let's make it happen. Um let's make these ad reads happen. Bet 365. We're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop size totals, live betting, Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer. If your team goes up 17 points, sign up today and choose from two bonus offers. Either a thousand dollar no sweat bet, or bet five dollars get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets. You can't lose with either those. It's a win win proposition. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com gambling slash bet three six five. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot bet slash bet three six five. Or use the sign up link in our show bio. Even easier, you can just click away that way. Um, All of our all of our uh, lines on the podcast are coming from bet three six five. Now, is there a bet three six five bet that you like going forward, Gumby? You know I was going to ask you that.
0: Uh, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Uh, pick pick uh, the the Chiefs money line on on Monday night. How about that?
1: All right, who are they who are they playing again? The the Eagles. <laughs> oh well, there you go. That's why Gumby does not like the Eagles. So take take that with a grain of salt, people. Uh, problem gambling? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Okay, we're going to jump into our recap. These recap episodes are always lengthy. Length is it lengthy or lengthly? It's lengthy with no L, right?
0: Lengthy. Lengthy. Yes. Yeah.
1: lengthy. He's very confident. All right. Come on. This man was very confident or makes me confident picking him going forward. Michael Morales, probably the toughest test of his career, or definitely toughest test of his career. And he passed it with flying colors. Um, just a, a really uh, solid, technical, um, smart Uh, performance uh with the striking he took care of jake matthews 30 27 29 28 29 28 we both had morales at minus 275
0: i think the only thing making us not more hyped on michael morales is like he's in the stage of prospectum where we all kind of expect him to just steamroll opponents right like when we saw shavkat Rachmanov make his run up the welterweight rankings like at this stage he was just blasting people right away. Michael Morales already has that, like, technical approach that you need when you're fighting people who are at the very top of the division. But he's doing with, with Jake Matthews, which I think is giving some people, like, pause on him as a prospect. But, but he did do everything he needed to. Would have liked the foot on the gas a little bit more. But, like, yeah, Mike, Michael Morales is the real deal.
1: Jake Matthews has been knocked out one time in 26 fights or 25 or 26 fights now. So it's not like he is a a pushover. So, um, thoughts on the youngster, Michael Morales thoughts on who you would like to see him fight next. Mr. Book, Mr. Uh, Bookmaker, not bookmaker, Mr. Booker.
0: I'm trying to think of the bottom of that division, but like, he's, he's got to fight like the Jeff Niels of the world. Now I feel like, you know, like the, the Vicente Lucas, um, you know, the, the type of people they're booking Ian Gary with or worth like a fight ago, because like he's now entering the bottom of the top 15. You don't want to run against him against another young prospect. So, like, yeah, let's say Jeff Neal.
1: All right. Book it. Uh, speaking of young prospects, maybe this this kid is actually going to be OK after all. He's not a kid. He's having a baby. That's crazy. Chase Hooper. He's married and he's having a baby. Um He's a full-grown man now at lightweight. Chase Hooper took care of Jordan Levitt. I should have Levit, I should have left him alone and not picked him and gone with Hooper. But I didn't. I thought Levitt would uh, be able to handle him. Turned into a grappling. Is basically the whole thing was a grappling fight. Uh, Hooper ended up. He's slick on the ground. That's the one thing the boy does have. Two fifty-eight in the first round. Got himself a rear naked choke. Gumby had Hooper at minus two twenty-five.
0: Yeah, I, I think he would have won this fight on the feet too. Uh, I think he's a better boxer, and I think Levitt knew that. That's why Levitt was just trying to get to the ground with him as quickly as possible. Levitt only seemed to have an advantage in the wrestling, and even then, he like couldn't hold the top position because of sweeps and submission attempts and stuff like that. Um, Hooper looked legit on the mat. I think he found his weight class. One fifty five seems it like he's uh, he's grown into it. He seems to be figuring it out. Uh, Want to see more of him boxing because he looked good last time. Uh, but I'm sure we'll see him against uh, somebody who can box a little bit more than Levitt can next time.
1: His first two fight winning streak in the UFC; uh, three of his last four have been wins. So perhaps, and two of them were finishes. So perhaps at 24, Chase Super is ready to burst onto the scene officially now. Uh, Bantamweights Peyton Talbot had had some rough patches with they were they were calling Nick. I thought it was Aguiar, but they were calling him Aguirre or something, right? McGuire real. Aguirre, Mark Aguirre, <laughs> former Detroit Piston. Anyway, Nick Slick, Nick got wasn't so slick. He got himself submitted. He's supposed to be the ground whiz, uh, but got himself submitted rear and could choke. 58 seconds into the third round, Talbot uh, got himself out uh, grappled uh, in the first round, but um, whatever Nick's last name is pronounced, got himself uh, kind of gassed out, and then the youngster um, took care of him. Minus 800 for Peyton Talbot.
0: Yeah, Talbot. Uh... He did, you know, wind up adding more questions than he did answers in this one because now I'm wondering if his takedown defense just sucks. Um, because it, it held up in rounds two and three, and some people have pointed to, oh, you know, look at how many takedowns he stuffed over his career. But like most of those takedowns he stuffed from Maguire were in the second and third round when McGuire was clearly without gas, like he was out. Um, so it does really pose the question is like, what does Peyton Talbot have going forward? his striking is clearly right there where it needs to be for a prospect of his development. But, uh, he, he looked pretty rough, uh, in the wrestling department to start that fight. So I, I've got questions.
1: Yep. We got questions. Hopefully he will answer it over the next few fights and we don't lose any money on him in the, in the meantime, women's straw weights. Our girl is back. I'm out of he boss. um, this was the highlight of the night. Uh, TKO, spinning wheel kick and punches over Luana Pinheiro, three fifty three into the third round. Pinheiro's tough; she did not go down uh, with that square in the face spinning wheel kick. It took follow up punches to finish her off. Uh, boss is tough as well. Um, she gets hit too much. That's that's a problem for her. Probably going to limit her her ceiling here because she does get hit a lot and she can't always, you know. A, come back and, and pull the fight up, but she's got the heart she got the toughest she's got the gas tank and obviously uh she's got some explosive uh finishing power here especially at at strawweight. we had heboss at minus two fifty and then she gave a delightful speech she only freaked out a couple times during her uh post fight interview so it was it was a tame night for her
0: it was a really good one i i love i love amanda heboss speeches I'll also say this like uh you know like a lot of people were like perhaps she has knockout power or perhaps she just hit her with something kind of wild. I I think she was hurting her the whole time. Um, She had a couple of those spinning back kicks to the body. Um, And if you, you know, you look at the freeze frame, which I know you posted in our discord uh, when, when she hits Pinero with that spinning back kick to the face, Pinero's hands are like down on her side. And I think it was because she was trying to block the spinning back kick to the body, which had hurt her at least once, probably twice. Um, so, like, it, she kind of set it up beautifully by going to the body a couple of times and then going up top. And, I, you know, I, I think the fact that she could hurt her regularly bodes well for her at straw weight. I think we always said we liked her better at straw weight. Um, and so, like, it, it's good to see her back there. She pretty much put everybody on notice that she's back at straw weight and going to be dangerous.
1: Yep, definitely dangerous. And it wasn't a bad performance by Pinero at all. She's a little wild. With her striking, but dangerous, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, with her striking, but and also super tough. So I don't think it was a bad performance by her at all.
0: No, no, I don't think so. And and what we said about her beforehand was true. She, she like, she puts together blitzes, which can be really dangerous for somebody who gets hit a lot, like Amanda Hebos, but Hebos is tough. So, you know, credit her on that one.
1: She definitely is. Um, All right. The opener. Boy, I got this one wrong. I'm not sure if you expected him to, uh, I don't know we'll, we'll let Gumby speak for himself, but Mek Tebek or by at watch Wait, I said his name wrong, I'm sure. Again, Euros Medic submission neck crank 412 into the second round. He just dominated that fight. Uh, Medic probably was was quite happy to to tap out there because the by dominated in the short notice UFC debut at minus 170. It's going to say to Gumby, I don't know if you're expecting him to out grapple Medic or not, but um, I, I, I see you, you work <laughs> okay, I see why you picked him. Based on who he had in his corner, I'm like, oh, Gumby picked him because he's the alpha male guy. That's why,
0: you know. And you know, I I'm not like Team Alpha Male on every single pick, but like he's different. You know what I mean? Like he is incredible. And yeah, the the announcers kept hyping him up like he was a striker. It don't get me wrong, he's got some knockout and TKO wins, but most of those knockout or TKO wins are grounded pound wins. And then in addition to that, like yes, he did win by the uppercut last time, but he's I mean, he's a wrestler, and he's an incredible wrestler at that. Um, and it'll clearly working with Alpha Male. It's not just like he's got a good Kyrgyzstani base for wrestling, and like didn't add anything. He's clearly adding things too. That dude is dangerous. Um, and he's gonna go down a weight class next time he says, which. Uh, oh yeah, man, I, I, yeah. He says he's gonna be a lightweight next time, and that's what he's doing to welterweight. So uh, I, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I guess he was a little undersized. Like medic was was a bit bigger than him last night, so okay. If he wants to cut another fifteen pounds, go right ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I don't love the idea of him because no. I, I think his gas tank is part of what's great about him, right? It was Like he was yeah. just motoring, uh, motoring. medic. Medich looked exhausted, and he was still going. So, um, yeah. and some of that was probably his will was breaking as well. But like, I, you know, I kind of yeah. kind of wish he'd stay at at seventy and just see what happens
1: uh best hat of the night or by or brendan allen or by. yeah or by I yeah, yeah. Uh, alan looks goofy, goofy which is fine but yeah goofy <laughs> hat all right um gumby killed it i guess the person that commented lol on our youtube video with our main card picks was not lol in gumby because he went five and one on the main <laughs> card picks, so he was not
0: i, I think he was and asking me my, and lo- i and i hit my prop of the week there too you missed that
1: Yes, we haven't got to that yet. Stop bragging. Um, I went three and three. So yeah, he actually he allo out on my Reddit. Uh, when I, my Reddit column I posted to. So it's obviously me. I'm the target for that joker. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, let's tell you about something that's not a joke. That would be underdog, right? Gumby, is that what graphics coming up on the screen here? Is it underdog? It there is it underdog is, fantasy.
0: Right
1: there. <laughs> there it is, underdog fantasy. Let me tell you what I'm going to tell you about them. Even though I should have it memorized because I love. Meet some underdog fantasy. Gumby and I write underdog NBA articles every day on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We swap back and forth. We should check who's doing better, uh, the two of us. But anyhow, we, we give you underdog fantasy NBA picks, but they got every sport. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. you pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats, and cash in. Do you have an underdog pick and play, Gumby, for today's show? It could be any sports. You're a master of all.
0: I'm a, I am a master of all sports. I will say, uh, let's see the Sunday night football game this week, which you, well, should be uh, happening by the time that you get here, uh, this in your ears, is Minnesota and Denver. I'm gonna take. Uh, let's go with with Joshua Dobbs higher than one and a half passing touchdowns, and that's one of their uh, their famed scorchers. So you're even gonna get a little bit of oh, bonus nice. if you uh, you throw that one in there. Dobbs to to throw two touchdowns tonight.
1: Fantastic. Watch along, make your picks, and or make Gumby's picks that he told you to make, and maybe make a little cash over an Underdog's mobile app or website, UnderdogFantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 boxes. underlog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And Hall of Fame bets. We are brought to you by them as well. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users. Researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching start winning with Hall of Fame bets. right, was there some winning going on in the prelims? There was. Uh, Main event of the prelims, featherweight, Joe Anderson, Britu, ninja choked, Jonathan Pierce, 354 in the second round. As Gumby said, this one just came out out of the blue. Pierce was uh, had just trash talked him a few <laughs> moments before that told him to get up and do something about it in in his nice southern accent which which added yeah, added to the flavor <laughs> yep so what well, the the uh Brito got himself to his feet they were still in the clinch and he snuck in a ninja choke and pierce's face uh after that got put on like oh he's got him here um pierce did not enjoy that very much. This is a big win, biggest win of Brieux's career. I know I'm saying things like that a lot this show, but plus one ten, Pierce was on a roll here. Uh, this was a big win for the youngster Two.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know we uh, we said on the show prior, uh, and, and I had Pierce, so I'm I'm wrong about this one, but we said on the show prior, a good fight night card, a good APEX card answers questions. And my question for Jonathan Pierce is: We know he's good. We know he's skilled. But can he deal with danger? Can he deal with somebody who's dangerous? And while he was really good the whole time, the the answer was no, that that he has, like, some issues with when somebody threatens him. Um, And two, I mean, I I think he's constantly going to be one of those people who we handicap as being not as good as the person he fights, but sometimes that doesn't matter. You know, kind of in the Derek Lewis you know, kind that, that just, like, is he better here? No. Is he better here? No, but he's dangerous. Uh, and as a result, he's always kind of a live dog. I want to pose this question to you before we stop talking about this fight. Worst trash talk mistake of all time? <laughs> worst, worst, sorry, UFC say it trash again. Was, was it oh, the yeah, worst? Was bad, eh? it, yeah. I mean, like, you tell a guy to stand up and do something, and he stands up and ninja jokes you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any worse than that. No,
1: no, it's, um, yeah, verbally, it's probably the worst. It, it, the guys who, who, um, who invite the fighters to hit him and then get knocked out are also, also enjoyable or Anderson Silva clowning and then getting knocked up by Chris Weidman. Um, but yeah, <laughs> in, in, uh, in terms of verbal taunts. Yeah. Um That did it. Did this really Shh, teach us anything about Brito? Like did, are we oh, he's dangerous. more high? He's em- dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. We knew that though. That's the thing. Like he kind of, it's not like he dominated the fight. He kind of saved the fight by, uh, by, uh, saved himself in that fight. So yeah, I don't know if I feel any better about him going forward at all. Like I was in on him obviously, uh, to begin with here and he's, he's on a, an amazing run, but yeah, I'm not sure if this really showed us that he's a better fighter than we thought he was.
0: No, I, I continue to think too that he's, he's going to have trouble with anybody who he can't wrestle. Um, anytime he doesn't have a wrestling advantage, he's going to be in trouble, but he's dangerous. So, you know,
1: it is what it is, kinda. Yep. Fun fighter though. Regardless, he's gonna be fun to watch going forward. Um, yep. this guy is fun too, at, down at Bannon weight. Somehow he's at Bannon weight and he's six feet tall. Uh Jose Johnson, it, it's I think he's really Jose Johnson, but with it either have to be Jose Johnson or Jose Hansen. I think I've I think I've gone through this already <laughs> on, on a show in the past, and yeah. Um, Jose Johnson took care of Chad and Helliger, the Canadian rear naked choke submission four forty nine in the third round. Dominated the fight. Um, he's just a handful at, at Bantamweight. We had him at minus 200.
0: Yeah. And and I said, too, uh, you know, we even we even got a YouTube reels clip on it. If you want to check it out on our YouTube where I said, like, I think people are forgetting he can wrestle because most of the people I heard handicap this outside of, you know, that were that were giving in Heliger a chance. They were like, well, in Heliger's got the grappling advantage. He's so a black belt or whatever. Jose Johnson just got done grappling jack cartwright on contender series and did a really good job against him so i think people sleep on what he's got in the tank for wrestling um, and certainly what he's got in the tank for submissions because not only has he submitted Ann heliger now he submitted mo miller back in the day too which is you know a, a good regional submission to have under your belt and, and now his striking looks better uh now that he can see you know like, good things <laughs> coming for jose johnson for sure
1: Chad and Heller must have listened to our show or listened. Actually, he probably listened to Top Turtle because you interviewed him uh and Jose Johnson. He, he probably heard about him getting his eyes fixed. He's like, all right, I gotta do some eye pokes here and, and <laughs> fix that. So he, he almost wrecked uh Jose Johnson's perfect vision, but luckily he uh he uh, got by unscathed with the eye poke. Um all right, Dennis Tui Leland, He he brought it, he, he was game, but uh Christian Leroy Duncan, uh too much for him. Um Duncan's looking real good at middleweight as well. I know this wasn't the toughest of challenges, especially on short notice of this guy, but he tko out on punches and elbows 424 into the second round. Uh, we had Duncan at minus 400, but still very nice performance. He, he's he's got to keep an eye on at middleweight.
0: Maybe he is. Maybe oh. he is. I, I don't know that he is. Dennis Yeah, Dennis Toylulin makes everybody look like a world beater. So I'm just going to reserve my judgment and say that we should talk about the next fight.
1: Fine. Can we f- at least fire Tui Louie then?
0: Yes. I fired him last time. I don't know how That's he came true. back. <laughs> we
1: haven't fired anyone else yet, so we'll see. Uh, do we have to... You want to move to the next fight for real. Do you know what the next fight is?
0: I don't remember. Oh, was it the... No, Heavyweight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk Mick about Parkin. this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, good. Mick Parkin defeated Kyle Machado. 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. We had Machado. This was a big... Well, it wasn't really sloppy, but it was... It was a It was fight. sloppy. It was sloppy. No, it was sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Was, Tell us about it.
0: It was for sure. Sh- it was for sure sloppy. I will also say, do you feel? I I feel like the the scorecards, despite being all in agreement, were wrong. Uh, maybe I was watching a different fight than everybody else was. Maybe I had my rose colored glasses on. But like, I thought clearly, Machado won the third. I know he won the first, uh, and I gave Park in the second, obviously. But like. I, I really do think, but and yeah, if you're looking at, I just pulled up MMA decisions. Yeah. First of all, this gives me a good insight to who was judging the fight. Our girl Adelaide Bird, Chris Lee, and on that one, Derek Cleary. So a, you know, a, an all-star crew. Um, but then, if you look at the the media scores, we've got uh, eight eight to three in favor of Machado. Now, four of those are sure dog for Machado, so I'm going to say four to three in favor of Machado because um, we don't we don't count sure dog picks. Uh, but like. It seemed like he did more in that third, or at least he landed the more impactful strike, so it was weird to see him not win it. I thought when I heard every single judge gave it 29-28, it was his. Nevertheless, I will say, despite being sloppy, despite being maybe not a technical brawl like we were hoping it might be, uh, taking a swing at 270 on Cal Machado here in a fight that close I think was worth it.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um, speaking of taking swings, Gummy took a swing on this. Not in the, the official picks, so all you people lost out unless you were in your Discord. Um, Lucas Alexander in came in short notice. Yep. Lucas Alexander came in short notice and missed weight. So, basically weight always, not always, but often makes you lose your fight. And he definitely did that. He, he was dominating the fight pretty much. And then he got himself, he kind of tripped or he, he ended up on the ground. When he popped up, he got knocked out real bad by J- Yaka Saraji. Uh, with punches 131 in the first round. This is what they call a puncher's chance that the man's always going to have a puncher's chance in every fight he's in, even when he's getting dominated.
0: Yeah. And puncher's chances when they're 11 to one are worth it to swing on. Um, You know, I, I see a lot of people take, you know, Oh, Derek Lewis has got a puncher's chance and he's plus 275 on the KO. Plus a plus 1100 is a real swinger's chance. Uh, And Hey, that's a, that's a good one. I don't think we walk away from this realizing that like Jekusaregi is good. I don't think we walk away from this being like Lucas Alexander is bad. We might question his fight IQ maybe a little bit more, but like he's a guy who went toe to toe with Steven Peterson and outboxed him. So like we know there's more in there from Lucas Alexander, and I, I don't. I'm like I'm not sold on Jekusaregi. I'm I'm a fan now for the rest of my life. I'll be a fan. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Yeah. Uh we haven't we haven't learned if he's actually actually good, as we like to say. Um we we don't know if this lady's actually good uh as well. One of our favorites, uh women's bandwidth, Eileen Perez, Fiona Perez, Eileen Nurmaga made off um unanimous decision 2927, which is a silly scorecard. 2928, 2928 over Lucy Putulova. If you gave uh Perez a 108, you should have gave uh Podulova a 10-8 as well. Uh but anyhow, um Eileen Perez came through and then she twerked in front of her little kid in the crowd.
0: Yeah. I, I saw some people having a big problem with her celebration and I'm like,
1: <laughs> she's the
0: Well, and also do you realize what we've got going on in MMA? Like she's probably the least of our concerns. There's a, uh, th- there's far worse post-fight celebrations than what she did. That being said, maybe I am underestimating her because of, you know, like some of the performances she's had, or maybe because she beat up on Ashley Evan Smith and then ran her mouth or because she, you know, before her UFC debut was talking about being the greatest featherweight on the planet and needing to fight Amanda Nunes before she retires. Maybe all of that just turned me off of her, but I still don't feel like she's like, I mean, I guess I would pick her if she was fighting Lucy Pudilova again, maybe I'm, I need to be lower on Pudilova. But, like, I don't think there's a lot of bantam weights I would pick her over. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know if I'm just being a hater because of the, the smack talk or not what, but yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold on, on Aileen.
1: Don't worry about picking her over Lucy Pudelova because Lucy Pudelova will not be in the UFC any longer. Um, that's my not. prediction. Three and seven, she's gone. This fight, I didn't realize it got overturned until after the fat Gumby. I thought this was a, a, a big fat oh, Alpha. Watch- <laughs> exactly. Because I don't watch the after the after uh, afterbirth of each fight, but yeah, this um, this I don't really agree with it. But anyhow, Trey Ogden submitted Nicholas Motab, but then they decided it was no contest, premature premature stoppage, three eleven in the third round. What did Trey Ogden do wrong here, at Gumby? He was dominating the fight; he would have won the fight. He submitted the guy, and now they're like, "No, you you had a no contest." He she should have just laid on top of him and not tried to submit him. I guess he would have won the fight and got his, yeah uh, double payout.
0: I, I don't know. I hope the UFC took care of him. Uh, not yeah. really much to say here, other than we got saved. Like this is a this is a good beat for us, Nicholas Moda guys. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and uh, I mean, maybe the only takeaway is I, I think I talked about how I didn't really trust Trey Ogden now that he's like a full time coach. Um, and it doesn't seem to have you know, like he doesn't seem to have lost a step. That, in fact, no. he might be a little sharper. So uh, <sighs> yeah, um, I mean his his skill sets fairly obvious in what he wants to get done um but it's good enough that it's beaten guys so um i mean or or no contesting guys dominantly
1: (laughs) (laughs) what what do you think of the of the stoppage the ref asked him multiple times it's the same thing happens with striking if he was eating punches and he didn't reply to the ref or move or whatever they would have stopped the fight so he stopped the fight he didn't move he looked like he was dead stop the fight
0: it's it's the same thing I said with the Edgar Sheres versus uh Daniel Lacerda fight is like it, we have to leave this to the judges. If the guy doesn't respond and you call it and he comes too quickly or he uh was never out or whatever, you have to trust the fact that he didn't respond. You know, like there's been times people have been punched and we stopped the fight. and We go, "Ah, that was probably a touch early." And even the ref admitted it was a touch early. We don't overturn it. Uh, so I think we got to stop overturning ones where the guy doesn't appear to be intelligently defending himself anymore, because that's what the rule book reads. And at that point, Nicholas yep. Moda did not look to be intelligently defending anymore. Was he unconscious? No, nope. turns out he wasn't. But if you ask him and he doesn't respond and he's clearly not doing anything, I, I think these things ought to stand. Like, I, I, I think Trey Ogden should have walked away here with a submission victory. I thought the same thing about Edgar Cherie, you know, a month ago.
1: Yeah, and then there's times where they don't overturn things too. Like there's no rhyme or reason, as per usual. Maybe it's because they're in the apex and they heard uh, the color commentators who who hate all refs uh, uh, yelling about the ref making having horrible stoppage. So,
0: Dom Cruz, baby.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. It's it's almost like he thinks like he was wronged in a fight, and now he's never going to let it go. Um, all right, the opener, Hafial. Uh, Estevam looked fantastic did came in quite overweight 128 so that is an issue other than that he dominated charles johnson stole his energy from him 29 28 until we got to the third round and he got himself tired so maybe there was issues here he he came in overweight perhaps there was um an injury coming into this or he couldn't train his cardio properly because um yeah he he was gassed up at the end of the fight and like i said he, he came in overweight so hopefully this isn't an issue for him going forward because he looks like he could make some noise at, at flyaway, just an incredible, uh, pressure wrestling and grappling.
0: It could have been the 22 takedowns he shot. He shot, he shot, he shot 22 takedowns in this fight. So maybe it was that. Um, but I will say like, yeah, I I mean like he's got a lot of promise, uh, but he's also got a skill set that was, that was perfect for beating Charles Johnson, right? We talked about Charles Charles Johnson just not having uh, the the wrestling defense that he needs to, and you know you put him up against the guy who loves to wrestle. So I, I'm not sure that Esteban is like a you know a future challenger, a future top fifteen guy, but like you put him up against the guy who he had a clear path to victory.
1: Yep. All right. For bonuses, no fight of the night performance of the nights. Brendan Allen, Amanda Hebos. Anderson, Joe Anderson, Brie, 2 and Yakasaraji. They all got 50K extra. As for us, I went seven to six, so not horrible. I lost 159 bucks. Gumby went eight and five, lost 66 bucks. So Gumby increases his slight lead over me um, for the year. I'm at 60% on my picks. Gumby's at 57%, but he's only down four and a half percent of his uh, money. I am down five and a half percent. As for our special plays, Gumby hit his lock, Estevan. He lost Pudelova as a dog. He hit Matthews and Morales over one and a half rounds, so a nice showing for him there. Um, I pushed on Mota as my lock. I lost in Lebed as my <laughs> dog. I lost in Craig as my prop. So yeah, um, having some problems with my fancy picks. So and then Hungry Man Jong, they both missed. Craig moneyline, Machado moneyline, boo.
0: One of those should have hit.
1: Yeah, they should have. <laughs> no UFC this week the united states is doing something called thanksgiving but we have ufc again on the 2nd of december in the moody center austin texas so it's going to be a good fight night it's not going to be a a fight night with um set up for the apex with you. actually the last night's fight fight card was, was pretty good but this one's a good fight card uh, darius sarukian hooker and green font Figueroa, brady Gastelum. i was just going to stop when the fight stopped being good i guess i guess i can stop there um, there's other obviously good fights, but that, that's a pretty solid top four for, for a fight night.
0: Yeah. I love Darius versus and It's also nice to see and being given a shot to like crack that top five. Um, yeah. you know, and you mentioned that, that hooker Bobby green fight's probably going to be straight crazy. You know, you didn't even, I mean, like you, you said you could have, you know, you stopped at the, when it stops being good. Khalil Roundtree versus Azamat Mirzakhanov a sick fight on that card. Fikar yep. Klosa versus Joe Selecki fun. fun. Um, I mean, former champion Misha Tate is on this fight card. She's fighting on the Freelance, which is not, uh I always love Clay Guida. We're going to get to see Clay Guida again. Um, yeah, that, this, this one's going to be a good one. There's, there's lots of, uh, like I said, on these, these non-pay-per-view events, you look for questions to be answered or fun-ass fights, and I think you get both of them on this one.
1: It should be a good one, but we got a couple weeks for that. So this coming week, we're not going anywhere. We have regional. MMA made cover for you cage warriors on tomorrow's episode. And then we got back to back PFL um, events because they're, uh, they're putting on their, their not events, but episodes. They're putting on their biggest event of the year, their championship. Um, so we're going to do prelims because the prelims is pretty, uh, are pretty stacked too for PFL. And then we're going to do their main card on, uh, on Thursday. So it's Wednesday and Thursday's episodes until then we'll be in the discord sportsgumbypodcast.com discord uh, on twitter we're at sgp and mma at gumby vreeland and that jeff fox writer i'm that on instagram as well i told you about my uh substack money get in there and gumby's got a top turtle mma podcast you should listen to where he interviews people how, how did your people do last night they went well two of them fought each other and then who else did you
0: have cal, cal machado did not look uh all that promising
1: no <laughs> no, no. So Gumby went one and two uh, with his interviews last week. Uh, do you know who's on it this week, or are we going to leave that in the air?
0: I I do. I, I got a couple of guys from Cage Warriors on here this week. Uh, I'm talking to a pair of guys from the Netherlands. Uh, Orlando Prince, who's going to be fighting on Cage Warriors come. Uh, that, that fight starts on Saturday. And uh, Dan Doyce.
1: We're going to talk about him as well to, uh, tomorrow. So make sure you listen tomorrow. Cage Warriors 164. We will cover. Um, oh, obviously, sportsgummypodcast.com is the place to be. Go there for all good things in the sports gambling world, including Gumby and my writing on various sports. And make sure you, you get into our Discord, slash. Discord, not Discord, uh, the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, slash Patreon, help us crush corporate gambling. Get in the Discord, too, as well, obviously. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, It will be me. What's my name going to be? Hmm. What was the best nickname last night that I want to go with? I'll be all in. I'll be all in, Jeff Fox tomorrow. And I'm going to bring along Fiona Vreeland with me as well. We'll talk to you then. Bye.